What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 468 of the Smart Cat Moment Smack Talk podcast, Hot Tags of the Week, where we'll be breaking down some of the current events, rumors, news, gossip, and anything else that went down in the world of pro wrestling over the past few days that we feel like talking about. I should shorten that. I really do that all the time, every single week. It's a long thing. I always end up a little bit uh, out of breath, so I should just be like, yo, what's up? Smack Talk. (laughs) <laughs> i'm your host as always tony mango joining me as always as you just heard him a second ago is robert e felice holy brand split fallacies batman what's going on tony we are talking a lot of stuff tonight we're talking uh updates to that survivor series card before we get into that uh this sunday we are talking some name changes some name changes that never went through we're talking uh changes to locations we're talking PWI lists all over the place here tonight. So we invite you to join in on the fun. Tell us your thoughts on what we're talking about here. And you can do that through a lot of different channels. You can send us a tweet at SmartCatMoment, which you should be following, of course. You can do the same thing on the Facebook page. You can post something on SmartCatMoment.com. Or what you can do is the whole side of the YouTube thing, which I would prefer, which is to go to the page on YouTube that has this video, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you haven't done that already, ring that little notification bell as well. Hit that applause button. If you're into it, hit that join button. If you want to be a part of the membership side of things. And of course, drop your comments. Tell us your thoughts. We got some other plugs. We got some other things I will mention here and there. I don't want to bog that down too much though, but let's start talking about the name stuff. This is three stories that are, not the biggest stories in the world, but I figured they, they're kind of interesting, so let's talk about it. We know the new ring name for Brandy Lauren, which is Skylar Story. We do? That would be a great addition to the Superstar or Porn Star <laughs> game. I mean, when was this made official? Uh, reports came the other day, like two days uh, ago or so. Golly, you, you'd think I would know with the... The days really do run together, folks. Um, they really do. Skylar, yeah. This is like, this is either a Final Fantasy character, <laughs> a porn star, or something. But listen, Brandy Lauren's good. She was with uh, Austin Green, or August Gray. What, what's his name? Yeah, August, August Gray Duke. now. <laughs> if it's Vic Green, Joseph, no, it's no. August Gray. If it's, uh, or Austin Gray, or it's uh, Austin Powers, or... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like really. Um, so she's with him in Evolve. I like Brandy Warren. She's cool. This is good. Uh, the name's kind of meh. Uh, it's at least got more of a feel to it that's like special than if she would have just been like, I don't know, Brandy Smith or something. But it does sound a little hooky, a little bit too. All right. Well, but like I'm so fine with that as opposed to like, uh, you're going to be, you know, Heath Slater. I'm sorry. That's just (laughs) very bland. Well, it's better than what they, at least the rumor going around right now, it was they were thinking about doing for Chelsea Green, which was that they would rename (laughs) her Victorious. (laughs) So I knew about this before you did, because I worked for Fightful, and Sean, when he told us this, my, our immediate reaction was Nickelodeon's going to sue them. Because it's been off the air for a few years, but the show that Ariana Grande actually came from was victorious. And we're like, there's no way they get away with just branding victorious. And like, thank God they didn't. The victorious Chelsea green is a little better, but even that's like, well, you're going to lose. Like you're going to lose eventually. Yeah. Yeah. As a nickname, victorious Chelsea green, it's, not good, but, it's but that's better, better than, than if hey, you just, you hey, victorious. I'm victorious. Like, is she another rem- member of uh, Retribution or something stupid? Uh, I immediately thought, pair her with Bobby Roode. Glorious and victorious. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all the slightest bit of fan of that. I'm very glad well, that they... they didn't because that would have sucked if Victorious's first match was her breaking her wrist. Oh, God, yeah. Maybe that's why that happened. The universe was like, nope, don't do it. Because it was supposed to happen in some kind of a post-match success interview. Where she'd be like, I'm victorious. And then going forward, they would refer to her as victorious. So maybe that's why she missed out on that opportunity. Maybe, um, you know, that God or whatever you would believe in uh, 
karma or something was just sort of like, oh, I'm sorry, you got to take the L on this one. <laughs> you can't be victorious. You got to take the L, but we're saving you in the long run. Yeah. I like it. Like, you'll look back and go, well, that's a good thing that that didn't happen. I don't know. Another name that almost happened, but it didn't. This is just a story that came out from Buddy Murphy's uh, most recent podcast thing he was talking about was he almost went by the name Jag Cooper, which I kind of like. Awesome. That is awesome. But apparently he couldn't say the name right where they were not liking what his uh, accent had to yeah. do with Jag. Uh, he, they kept thinking that he was saying Jack. So they changed Jack, it around. Jack Cooper, mate. <laughs> I can see it. Good day. I'm Jag Cooper. Like that kind of thing. Like, I don't know what. Uh, Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, really, we could have had some fun. With this. Kangaroo Jack Cooper? That's <laughs> King, no, he's going to be Kangaroo Jack. Uh, I like I like the Jag Cooper name. I kind of wish like, they could like do that. Better than Murphy. <laughs> better than just Solo Murphy. Yeah, maybe he should be Victorious Murphy. I, I mean, it's better than Buddy Murphy. Yeah, but like Murphy on its own is just awful. Maybe He's he could be Jag Murphy. <laughs> Murphy Cooper. Two last names. So that's uh, that's the name side of things. Really quickly, I'm going to toss out a plug because I'm going to intersperse these here and there. I mentioned the join button on YouTube. That is the same as the Patreon. If you don't know what the Patreon is, go over there. It's patreon.com slash smarkoutmoment. Check it out. Check out the tiers. $1 and up is something that is all greatly appreciated. $10 and up gives you access to the dark cast. You can check out some most recent episodes like the special pay-per-view reviews of the Paul Heyman Smackdown podcast, which will be hearing another one of those in, uh, I don't know, about like 12 hours or so. Uh, maybe. I don't know when you're listening to this. That sounds about right. About 7 p.m. or so tonight. Maybe. Maybe I had it scheduled earlier. I don't remember. But the uh, other stuff that happens there is, you know, kind of put out out there on the Patreon as it is. If you want to take advantage of the Pick Your Poison tier, you can take advantage of that. Make sure that you request some kind, uh, kind of special feature or a gimmick or something that we will do. That's the whole point of sponsoring that. And, of course, show that same kind of love and everything else you would do for a smart out moment over on fanboysanonymous.com. So that means if you want to see more Fanboys Anonymous content, which I haven't done in a long time. I don't even remember the last time I posted anything on the YouTube channel. I think make... it was what we did, the Superman Man of Tomorrow. Might have been that, yeah. And if that's the case and you're, like, uh, really wanting to see more of that kind of content, then I make sure you support some of that with the Patreon over there, patreon.com slash fanboysanonymous. If you are not so inclined to do that, but you want to help out in a different way, make sure you're subscribed, follow the website, follow the YouTube channel, hit up the pages, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff that's over there. Just check out fanboysanonymous.com if you don't know what it is, and maybe you'll enjoy it. There you go, a little piece. we're plugging things, and we're plugging Patreons, you just heard the name story about Chelsea Green. That comes from Fightful Select, which is a Patreon site of Fightful. Sean Ross Sapp works very hard to plug not plug to break a lot of news there, including stuff like that Chelsea Green story, which always comes direct from sources. So check out Fightful Select. It greatly helps not only Sean, but the whole team there, which I'm a part of. Alrighty, let's uh, switch over to this story here. Victoria, or uh, Lisa Marie Viaran, was supposedly in the running for that job that Sarah Stock had gotten at the WWE Performance Center as a trainer. According to her, on a most recent interview that she was part of, that uh, it was kind of like down to those two, and she was starting to figure out where she was going to live and, you know, moving around and everything, and they eventually decided that they were going to go with Sarah Stock, and she was basically saying that, you know, she wasn't really necessarily having her feelings hurt that she missed out on the job, but her feelings were hurt that they didn't call her to tell her that they had picked somebody else. I think yeah, it's still a possibility that that could happen. I mean, you got to kind of make sure you don't burn your bridges, but at the same time, she's Victoria. She's great. She could totally be a trainer if they wanted to hire her. Move to Orlando anyway. You know, something's bound to happen. Yeah. At some point when things get a little better or whatever it is, as long as she doesn't burn the bridges, I think she's got a job. We'll see. Yeah. But that's just one of those little stories. I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I think she she should be. Like, she's 
as good of a female wrestler as they had for quite a long time. Remember, pre-Natty, like 2008-2009, the women's division was dry in terms of bell-to-bell. You had like Beth Phoenix and Victoria. You know, you didn't really have people who were known for their bell-to-bell. Back then, Melina was like a top-notch worker. You know, I know slight on Melina. Melina's great, but comparing what we have today, it's a different world. Right. So Victoria would be a great uh, trainer. Yeah, I'd like to see her get the job at some point. Uh, let's pivot over to something else. So uh, this one, I don't really know too much information about this one because the list I haven't figured out. I don't know if the full list has come out or not yet, but the um. PWI top 50 tag teams list has FTR at number one. Uh, that's the correct answer. I honestly think that maybe they shouldn't necessarily be number one, but I don't fully disagree with it. I think that who should have been number one, maybe the golden role models as much as I'm not a big fan. I like hearing ladies and gentlemen, Tony Mango has praised the golden role models. I <laughs> I perpetually say I am very opinionated, but I am fair. <laughs> you know, even if I don't like something, it doesn't mean that other people don't or something. Or Listen, you know, plenty of other people off. can be wrong. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <dirty. laughs> uh, but maybe then, maybe the Street Profits. I think might be a little bit no. higher up to me because they've come on. I mean, okay, they held titles. For the bulk of the year, but that doesn't make them one of the best tag teams in the world. FTR held tag team gold in WWE and AEW this year. Really? This year in WWE? Yeah. They're SmackDown tag champs. Really? Oh, yeah. Totally blanking on when they did that. But, I mean, I don't disagree with the idea of them being at, at least up towards the top, if not number one. They are FTR. They are great. We already established that when we did our... Um, our lists okay, before. I'll establish it again. They're fucking great. They're they're fantastic. The uh, rest of the list, I don't know it yet. So, so uh, we know the top ten. Let's go through the top ten. Oh, we do. I didn't come across that. I'll go backwards. Uh, Rapongi three K, Show and Yo, and you have no idea who they are, do you? Oh, Show and Yo, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, one of them's big, and uh, the other no. one's uh, well, no. he's Big Show, and then there's um, okay. you know, right, the one that JTG is uh, super into and repeats a bunch of times. <laughs> so there's <laughs> Okay, they're a New Japan team. They're great. They're like, <laughs> I've heard the names stalwarts. before, but I never, I don't know who they are. <laughs> they're stalwarts of the junior division. They're they're fine. Number nine. The Kabuki Warriors, Kairi Sane and Asuka. Mm, I don't think that they're worth top 10. They won the titles at WrestleMania. Or did they lose the titles at WrestleMania? No. Um, they lost the titles at WrestleMania to Alexa uh, Nikki. Oh, that's that what it was? Yep. <sighs> don't even remember. Number eight. And they had a rough year, so this is understandable, but still kind of low. The New Day. Well... They deserve to be higher uh, than uh, Kabuki Warriors at the very least. It is great, you know. Number seven, the Lucha Bros. Ray Phoenix and Penta El Zero Miro. Is Legado Del Fantasma uh, anywhere in the top ten? Uh, not top ten. Exactly. They shouldn't be, but they, uh, they've been impressive. I like them. Nothing on the Lucha Bros. Nah. Uh, number six, Girls of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tangaloa, New Japan team. I think they're good. Number six, I think Lucha Bros could have been higher. I think Young Bucks could have been somewhere in the top ten, and they're not. They're not? What the hell? Really? Yeah. Uh, number five is the Street Profits. Number four is the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, longest reigning Impact Tag Team Champions in history. And that covers a lot of ground, so they do deserve some credit. Uh, number three, Golden Role Models. Number two, Kenny Omega, Adam Page. Fantastic match in January. Fantastic match in August. And I like them. I don't see why uh, Young Bucks aren't on there. I don't see why they're not in the top ten. 
If you have them at number, they should be number 10 at the least. Should be above should Kabuki be, Warriors. It should be above Show and Yo at least. Like, ah, whatever. It's all subjective. So, well, uh, I guess when we figure out the full top fifty, we might do something on there. Maybe talk about it a little bit. If not, that's the most mouth we can really talk about. Um, we're not gonna go through the whole breakdown of all the TV kind of stuff this month. Uh, this month, this week. There's not a whole yeah, lot to talk sure? about, so we're not going to talk about all the different matches that happen. But one thing we will talk about on the Dynamite side of things is John Moxley revealing that Renee Young is pregnant. Congrats to them. Okay. So I have a double screen setup, Tony. You've seen my setup. They He's cutting this promo. And at the same time, over on the screen to my left, Shanti Blackheart is playing with tools. And I turn the volume up on NXT because I hear her say war. And I'm like, okay, cool. War Games announcement. I'm focused over here. I, I finished the War Games announcement. All of a sudden, I see everybody going, oh my God, congrats. I'm like, wait, did I miss something? He casually, just so casually, yeah. I got a pregnant wife at home. I was like, wait, what? Congratulations to Renee Young and John Moxie. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, not too much to say other than congrats. I mean, it's not the type of thing that really break down in a whole lot of detail. And be like, well, so this is what happened when it took place. I mean, you know, it's kind of like had people banging. Yeah, those I, quarantine babies are popping out now. I think quarantine babies are a thing. And while we're talking about babies. Did you see Becky Lynch's pregnancy photo shoot? Nope. I am sending this to you right now because it's like Becky Lynch is absolutely stunning. And her and Seth Rollins, you would think they live somewhat modestly. If this is remotely their home, it's not modest. <laughs> like they they live rather nice. Probably not. I mean, if this is a pregnancy photo shoot thing, they you know, people specifically set up things for that. You gotta click on that link and go through all the different pictures. They, I mean, first of all, kudos to Becky Lynch for basically staying off of social media throughout her entire pregnancy and then just popping back up in a variety of different outfits to just say, hey, look, <laughs> I still look good even about to, you know, give birth. And now, um, we're going to, I guess, track the Renee Young situation. I'm not big on uh, tracking pregnancies, but uh, hey, we'll figure out what happens with the, with the baby name. We'll probably talk about that at some point, <laughs> you know, unless it's something just bland and normal. If it's John, then we'll be like, all right, well, that's not a story. But if it's some kind of oddball thing, we'll talk about that in the future, too. Uh, uh, well, hold on, because she's got a, a book called Messy in the Kitchen with Renee Paquette. Or getting messy in the kitchen with Renee Paquette. And then she's got a new podcast coming out called Oral Sessions. Hmm. You can make the jokes where they apply. Yeah, you can fill in the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need to. <laughs> to can, uh... I mean, kudos to her. She openly, like, in the trailer for the podcast, she's like, did you think this was about blow skis? It's not. Like, okay. <laughs> kudos to Renee. And then immediately the subscriber rate went down. <laughs> I mean, I uh, guess if that was the case, we wouldn't be talking about the pregnancy angles. <laughs> so, we would not. Uh, congrats to those two. Um, uh, are we going to get another Roman Reigns uh, baby next? Because it's Seth Rollins and then well, Dean no, Ambrose. Yeah, and then, yeah, no, but are they just going to be like, hey, I'm going to have another one. <laughs> you get the kids in February. Uh, Seth will have the kids in December. Oh, wait, that's right. That was earlier this year. So. Yeah. They, uh, that's what I'm saying. He already had the kids. Look, look, look at him. Chill babies. Look at all of them. They're just having kids. <laughs> I thought they were about protection. They're not. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's pivot over to this thing. We talked about this a little bit on our preview for Survivor Series, but uh, I guess we'll kind of harp on it again a little bit, just because we were planning on talking about it for the hot tags, and I never deleted it. <laughs> that's more than anything there is a rumor that there's a mixed tag team match happening at wrestlemania between bray wyatt and alexa bliss against edge and beth phoenix i have problems with this i 
don't want it to be the case. I think Edge and Randy Orton is the better idea. And I think that if you want to do Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Alexa and Bray, you could do that for Money in the Bank. Because Money in the Bank should not feature Bray Wyatt or Edge. I have problems with this, man. Like, I don't... I've gotten so little of Edge as is. I don't want the next thing I see of him to be a Bray Wyatt match and a Bray Wyatt match that revolves around his real life wife and his real life family. And you know, yeah, I'm not interested in seeing that over just, uh, you know, a handful of things. If it's not going to be edge and Orton, give me edge and styles, give me edge and Rollins, any kind I, of I, other I, alternatives. I'm not big I on the whole Bray Wyatt idea. The minority here, but I just want to see the fucking guy win the title. Like, you know, I, I feel like we've gotten so removed from just wanting to see our favorites win. And I just want to see my favorite win. You know, because you don't have that many opportunities. Like, I'm sure you, all your favorites are retired. Or, Pretty much, you know, yeah. Yeah, like, you don't get those opportunities. So for me, if I get a chance to say, I want my favorite to win, then I just want my favorite to win. And... um. Now we have a little bit more information about what WrestleMania 7 might... Uh, 37, not 7. Uh, well, uh, oh, WrestleMania 7 already happened. I got news for you. Well, let's figure out what happened there. Uh, <laughs> so we'll go again. Against. Now, WrestleMania 37, it seems it's going to be taking place in the same place that everything is going to be taking place going forward because the WWE Thunderdome is moving to Tropicana Field. Yeah. And they're going to be there until all the way through WrestleMania. And the game plan, supposedly... Take it with a grain of salt, of course. I don't know. Is that they are hoping that they can somehow get fans for Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, whatever the case may be, and then that they could go and start traveling after WrestleMania. So, I'm not confident that we're getting fans at Royal Rumble. Maybe there's a possibility that there's fans for WrestleMania, but. I think in any scenario, if we have fans at these events, it's not going to be normal. It's going to be like small amount of fans. Uh, you're not going to you're not going to pack forty thousand people in a thing. Trump wants you to do it, Tony. Yeah, well, he's not president anymore. <laughs> well, I guess according to him, he is, but you know that's a different story, <laughs> different podcast. Um, I. I'm glad that they're going to keep the Thunderdome set up. I think it's weird that they want to start traveling after Mania instead of just being like, all right, so we're going to start with Mania. That makes the most sense to me, doesn't it? Like, let's start with Mania. Well, I'm assuming that they just think that Mania, that's the safest thing, and that's their priority is that. If the traveling doesn't work out, then they've at least got that locked down. Plus, they could just say at that point, like, hey, we gave you two WrestleManias in a row. We're not doing any more in Florida for a little while. And then they could do the Hollywood thing the next year or no, so. because they can always, Florida can always bitch, like, you didn't give us the tourism. Now, then you could be like, well, that's not our fault after two years, you know? Because yeah. I'm assuming that WWE is probably going to, at a certain level, once things get, quote unquote, back to normal, they're going to go, hey, thanks for all that help. All right, see you later. And then Florida's going to be like, hey, how about you stick around? And they're going to go, no. You know, We've like, been here long enough. Right. You know, this whole Tropicana thing, I'm hoping that it makes the Thunderdome look a little bit better and not worse. So Baron Corbin, I live in Florida, for those who don't know. He was just on the local news, and he's like, this could be better because it's bigger. Yeah. And he's excited, and I'm excited if he's excited. It could be better, it could be worse, it could be exactly the same thing. That's not really like, wow, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, breaking any news there, but it, that's basically what it is. I mean, I'm anticipating something that's very similar to what we have right now. And if they are able to bring people in the way that they do with the Capitol Wrestling Center, then maybe that'll be a little bit better. If they're not, it'll be the same. And then I'm it's really not going to matter all that much. Here, option A, option B, option C. These are the yep. options. <laughs> It's uh, what's that line from Reservoir Dogs? Uh, either the cops got him, uh, either he's alive and he's dead, uh, or he's dead, or the cops got him, or they don't. <laughs> it's like, all right, 
Um, I, I'm excited. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Tropicana Field is bigger, so maybe it's better. That's yeah. the thing, right? Bigger is better. And uh, Daly's Place has the option for fans to be up on the top areas. So maybe WWE uh, is able to put up some fans at a different spot or something. I don't really know what they have planned, of course, but... Was this, was this week the week that Tony Khan said the balance of power would shift? Or was that last week? Did we talk about that already? Mm, might have been last week. Might have been last week. I don't know. The balance of power shifted. I didn't hear about any balance of power shifting. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... I don't know. Tony Khan, he says things. Although he did explain why they have 52 matches on Dark now. Why did he say that? He was like, well, look, it was supposed to be just a developmental show for us. And then I decided that these people need to get more reps in. And now we have 16 matches on Dark, and I love it. And it's great. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, so that's not going away. Sure. Does it soon? I hate that. I hate doing coverage for two and a half hours or something on Dark and just being like, oh, no, I get it. Sean Dean's going to lose. Like, can you just, like, not make this take 15 minutes? Each and every single match. God, it's so frustrating. I think they should do the tapings and split them into two shows. Like, I'm fine with them doing 15 matches, just split it across two episodes. Yeah, I mean, if it's... I mean, I would rather them only do, like, a half an hour or so. I mean, it can't be main event, Tony. Not everything can just be a throwaway. Well, at the very least, if they kept it to an hour, then that'd be better but when they start going two hour and 20 minutes or so it's just like okay hey, come on it's the same people wrestling and losing all the time kylan king is gonna lose to whoever like it never really changes too much so it's frustrating hey, to sean watch. spears has the best record of 2020 because of dark okay yeah i mean so you, you watch their mouth you get to see uh sean spears beat a bunch of people you get to see uh john silver beat people Sorry, I got distracted by some really good-looking carrots that are on a uh, commercial <laughs> in front of me. All right, it's like, the ooh, these carrots look good. All right, you can't get, you can't just throw them in there. What's the commercial? <laughs> it said like oh. a stop and shop or stop and go or go and show and go Probably and show. And I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't know. If I recognize that whatever it was, but I was just like, oh, those carrots look good. In a in a little uh like white. Uh, I don't know, dish of some sort. What are those things right. called? <laughs> Any broth? Any like? No, nah, just carrots. They're just cooked. It was like some Thanksgiving thing or whatever. I don't know. It was it was Fair your enough. snack talk for this episode, everybody. Carrots, not the best snack in the world. <laughs> I'm gonna try some panettone later though. I don't know if that's uh worthy of the snack talk or not. And I'm uh, making Caroline get all like uh smiley right now because she thinks that this is cute. <laughs> oh, listen, you're adorable. Food, food is always cute. <laughs> and the panettone looks delicious. I hope it's. I hope it's good. It's. Uh, we got two of them. We got a classic one and a chocolate chip one. So, uh, we'll see. you know what? I'm. I'm very jealous. Yeah, so, if you like panettone, drop a comment below. Tell me your thoughts. <laughs> Is classic one going to be better? Is chocolate chip one going to be better? It's looking like the chocolate chip one, but of course, because there's chocolate chips. Yeah, I mean, uh, you give me something with chocolate chips, I'm going to be at least interested. <laughs> <laughs> I will update, uh, I don't know, the, the next week's hot tags will tell you whether or not which one was better, I guess. That's, that's your hook. you update me in the next 30 minutes so that how good <laughs> was. Well, here's an update that's uh, been happening on the hot tags. Here's a transition. Woo, look at that. Champsgiving. We've got Thanksgiving coming up this week, which if you're super into whatever the stuff was on the commercial that I was looking at and the, uh, the whole turkey dinner and... Whatever it is the case uh, that for you do for that, if you celebrate it, of course. Or if you're somebody like me who was never the biggest fan of uh, the big old turkey day and used to eat mostly rolls <laughs> when I was a kid. What kind of rolls? Buttered rolls. Come on. I mean, what's the brand? You remember the brand? Uh, no, I mean, different rolls, different times. Wonder Bread makes some good dinner dinner rolls. And Wonder Bread's not usually the best, but Wonder Bread uh, dinner Wonder, rolls? Wonder Bread on its own, not good. Never had the rolls, though. But if you are not really into the Thanksgiving spirit, maybe you're into the Champsgiving spirit, maybe you want to vote on the final, which is Owen Hart versus Wade Barrett. Barrett just beat Sting. Owen Hart just beat Rowdy Roddy Piper. So which one of those two is most deserving of having, should have won a WWE World Championship at some point in their career? All right. We've done this for three years. This is better than the other two years. I'll, I'll admit that right off the bat. <laughs> Next year, I'm rigging the votes. The fact that you people 
like got rid of Mr. Perfect and all these great <laughs> fucking never were world champions. This is easy peasy lemon squeezy. It's Wade Barrett who I love, but it's Owen Hart. The yeah. answer to the question <laughs> is Owen fucking Hart. I think both should have. And that's, you know, you can't really vote for both in a tournament. As do I. But, uh... Get down to it. What it boils down to is... Yeah, here's the thing. Owen Hart is the world champion. (laughs) I'm voting Owen Hart. I don't know what anybody else is. But what's going to happen is that poll is going to shut off on Black Friday. So vote while you can. Get your family to talk about it and debate what you should vote for during Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, Maybe this is the voting debate that you want to have. Yeah, don't Perfect. talk about the other kind of votes. Don't talk about elections that like don't matter. Talk about the Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> At the very least, you can be rest assured this one will not have any tampering or any controversy when Remember, it comes to that kind I of thing. I said I would rig next year's. Next year's, not yeah. this year's. So go ahead and vote while you can. That is up. It'll be up until, as I said, the hot tags on next week. And um, either we'll talk about it on the hot tags next week or we'll make that some extra little special video. We'll probably just maybe do a special thing. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We got a week. (laughs) We'll sort it out at some point. So let's talk about the... Actually, no, it's not the second. It's the second to last thing we're going to talk about here. The fact that uh, we got confirmation of War Games. As uh, William Regal would say, much better than what I just did. That is happening December 6th. So many bad decisions were made this month. First of all, you hire Edge only to fire Tony Chimmel. And then you have William Regal say, War Games. Off the air! Who does that? That is what, like, you could have won the ratings war if you just said, ladies and gentlemen, tonight... He's going to do it. He's like <laughs> that up the whole night. You're going to win. Just like uh, they keep teasing that he's like, uh, William Regal is going to be uh, announcing something. He's like, uh, NXT takeover after the break. I love War Games. It's my favorite time of year. It's on its own this year. Yeah. should have been on its own last year. Because NXT was in Survivor Series, but whatever, you know. Um, I don't like Team Shotzi versus Team Candace. And if you would just allow me to get something off my chest that I chose not to on the Fightful show, because I, I don't take as many liberties there. Um, okay, Shotzi Blackheart, I love you to death, but you're acting like a child. She destroyed your tank, so you're gonna go. You're gonna get. A group of four women to go inside a massive cage because she destroyed your tank. Am I missing something here? Yeah, she destroys the tank and then they have the tank pay-per-view. Alright. Cool visual aside of the tank pay-per-view <laughs> and of what will undoubtedly be Shotzi driving a big tank with so. all four people inside. Well, we don't know the four people, too. That's another thing. We we can assume that Ember Moon and Tony Storm are two it's of Ember the three. Ember Moon, Tony Storm, and X. Yeah, that could be Rhea Ripley. It could be Xia Lee. I'm assuming it's, it's more so Rhea Ripley than Xia Lee, but... It's not um, I got news for you, pal. Yeah. It's not Xia Lee. Well, what's weird is uh, we, I mean, we're not going to run down the whole thing of the TV stuff as mentioned before, but there was a thing with Boa this week where he was saying, yeah. no, Zia Lee, she is coming. Bro. I'm sorry. She is coming. I'm sorry. She is coming over and over I again. I legitimately thought William Regal knocked on this fucking guy's door to go, I have another letter for you. <laughs> I, I was going to lose my mind. But uh, now that they said she is coming, Tony... I don't remember Karen Q being this ominous. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember her being the fucking dragon lady. Do you think it's going to be Karen Q? I think, I think absolutely. Huh. I have no idea. As soon as they said she, I was like, okay, that's, you, you, we've run out of options. I'm down for that. 
give her something special to do. I don't know, give Karen Q and Zia Lee a feud at some point. Yeah. I like that idea. I didn't think about her. I don't know why I didn't think about her. It seems like the most obvious answer, but... Now it does. See, before they said she, I was just like, a ho-ho-loon. It's gotta be like, <laughs> who else could they? Uh, they also said, like, Miko Satomura, which would be oh. fucking rad. Yeah, I didn't think about like, Miko. That would be fucking... Oh, what, what's the other chick's name? Uh, Sari, who got hired, and then the pandemic hit. That'd be dope. Uh... Is she Chinese or is she Japanese? She's Japanese. Listen, she's a dragon lady and she's coming to kill Boa. Is what I'm getting here. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we'll figure it out, but I thought that was kind of interesting. And I'm assuming Rhea Ripley is on the team. Why? So, just because like, she's okay. a big name. Hold on. So I just want to get this off my chest. I don't like the build to this match. And I don't like that this is now... We have to put women inside the cage. Last year it was rad because you had fucking 10 women who wanted to kill each other. Now you're just going to do it for the sake of doing it. I don't like that. But I do like what's happening in the men's side of things. Yeah, that is Undisputed Era against Pat McAfee's crew. That's uh, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, and Pete Dunn. For the brand, I'm assuming, is maybe their name. I'm calling them the brand. The brand. Maybe it's, yeah, it's, the brand makes more sense than for the brand. Um. Yeah, I am 100% down for that. I I love it. I don't know why uh, Finn Balor felt compelled to, like, set up their comeback. Yeah, that was... I, I mean, I guess their original plan was that they would have had Balor and Ridge Holland, and he would have been a part of that. But then, again, I mean, I don't know what they're setting up for that. I'm starting to think that maybe Aleister Block is going to fight Finn Balor. That'd be dope. And I have no idea what's going to happen with Io Shirai, but she already just fought Rhea Ripley, so Ripley is either in that match as part of uh, Team Shotzi, or she's not on the Io card at all. Be the fourth woman. It might be Io. Io should be the fourth woman, and then like they can all celebrate their win, and then immediately like, all right, now I want the belt. Now I want the you know like makes enough sense. And Rhea should go to the main roster because Raw needs Rhea Ripley. Raw needs women, Tony. I really think Rhea needs to win that Royal Rumble. Raw needs women. And Bianca is winning the Rumble. I want Bianca to win the Elimination Chamber. Ideal scenario to me, Charlotte Flair returns, beats Asuka, loses the title to Royal Rumble winner Rhea Ripley. Elimination Chamber goes to Bianca Belair. She beats Sasha Banks. As All long as well in the world. And, Bianca. and Rhea Ripley should absolutely beat Charlotte, but she needs to go to Raw. Yeah. And they need her now. And she should not be named victorious. Yeah. Or, or, or for the love of God, Ripley. Do not call her Ripley. Leave the first name, please. So, I don't know why I'm singing like that. <laughs> um, I got the NXT thing off my chest. We talked. We talked war games. So, NXT. we're on the, the final thing that we're talking about here. Um, so, before we fully wrap that up and talk about the updates to the Survivor Series card, we're going to backtrack a little bit and just double check real quick about anything else that we need to talk about from these uh, TV shows. The raw stuff we mostly covered because that stuff was talked about before the uh, on the preview of um, Survivor Series. So nothing really else going on there. NXT we talked about the majority of that. You know with the War Games announcement, Timothy Thatcher being August Gray, blah blah blah. Great match between EO and Ripley. Not at all surprised about that. Uh, I think we ran down pretty much everything on that side of things. Blindfold match never had an an, uh, an ending. That sucks. But always good to see Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Nothing at all going oh on God, in NXT UK. Hold on. Uh, oh, yeah. Who else? Forgot about that. Hold he, on. Uh, he goes back to NXT and gets injured. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sucks. You snake bit people. I feel so bad for you. The fuck? You know what else sucked? Uh, NXT UK, Piper Niven again fails to win the NXT UK Women's Championship. So she just had three chances to win this title. 
I don't know why they're not just giving it to her and why they're keeping it on Kaylee Ray, but they clearly don't want to put the belt on Piper Niven. So just stop it at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Stop bothering to give her matches if she's not going to win, you know? Well, who cost her the match, Tony? Jinder, as uh, they've announced her in the past. I don't know why they announce her like that, but they do. Jin, eh, not Ginny. And then that brings us to SmackDown, which is where we tie into some of our updates on the Survivor Series card. Now, before SmackDown was uh, airing, they announced one extra match. On the kickoff, we're going to have a dual brand battle royal, which... Alan Wiggins is very excited for this match. It's going to be Laura Sullivan, right? Yeah, we all, we, we've all already agreed on that. Yeah. yeah. He's going to steamroll. He's going to toss out people from SmackDown, too. Hold on. Or... There's the glaring omission from the entire fucking card. And that's Biggie Langston. See, I thought Biggie, but then the more I thought about it, I think he's just going to be ringside for the... If Lars Sullivan isn't at the pay-per-view because he hasn't been on the TV for the last two weeks, then it's Biggie. Oh, then it's Biggie, yeah. I think, though, that there's a chance that Big E might be the final person that Lars Sullivan eliminates, too. Maybe they start a feud. They're both on SmackDown, so it would be kind of like, oh, you know, why is he eliminating that guy? Like, that kind of thing. But, it's you you know, one person's going to win it. It's not going to be just well, like SmackDown wins. The odd thing is, before the night started, I assumed the fifth member of Team SmackDown would be Big E. And Otis would win the Battle Royal last eliminating Tucker because... Yeah, that's what I thought. Do that. That's but, what I thought, too. But Lars Sullivan makes a lot of sense. I'm just not convinced that he's going to be there. And Otis is in the SmackDown Star Series match. I mean, last year or the year before, whatever they had done it, they went to Dolph Ziggler. It could just go to like Ricochet or something, but I, I'm assuming it's Sullivan. I hope that let's assume that there's 20 people in this match. And I hope that a fifth of this match is Retribution. And they all just like stick together um that was announced and then on the smackdown episode itself we got the confirmation of the missing members um last person on the men's side was just adam pierce going hey uh otis (laughs) this is basically what they did pierce informed us tony that he had the ability as a an official to Name one member of the team for each team. I don't know why they didn't inform us of that at all before, but he's Adam Pierce. And as I read tonight on Twitter, if Shawn Michaels didn't have the lazy eye, he would look like Adam Pierce. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so mean. That's so mean. And the other ones uh, were Bailey just being announced. I. That was funny. Him she's saying, uh, she's team captain, by the way, too. I they, they gave me what I want. They just gave it to me way too late. Uh, then we had the situation where Natalia, of course, won her spot by beating uh, Tamina. Yeah, because it's Tamina. We got... Uh, Biggie kind of teasing the whole thing with um, Street Profits again. That's why I don't think that he's going to be doing anything really other than um, being a part of that match. What? Did they announce that fucking Raw people were going to be on this show? Uh, no, I don't think that they had announced that ahead of time other than Drew McIntyre. No, because fuck logic, right? Like, the, the show opened with the New Day. The full New Day. Yeah, you got the New Day in there. They tagged up with Street Profits. They did the whole kind of thing. Just to um, do the whole thing with the... the, They're teaming up and, you know, they remind you all that, like, they're kind of equivalents and everything. You're right, Tony. (laughs) You just turned into Popeye for a second. You're like... (laughs) You know, I I agree with you. You're right there, pal. Why the fuck did they fight? They heard Corbin... Sammy Zayn. Ziggler Rude. Sammy Zayn! And I'll go... One step further, because I understand you're right. They gotta beat somebody. Why the fuck did Montez Ford pin Sami Zayn? 
Uh, because <laughs> I don't know. Well, can you explain to me how you have Dolph Ziggler? Dolph Ziggler. This I can't even say the guy's name right. <laughs> he couldn't take the pinfall. Uh, what else do we get tonight? We got uh, Murphy beat Rollins. Uh, contract signing. Daniel Bryan beats Jey Uso. You didn't mention my favorite part of the show, and I don't even know if you saw it because you probably had the sound down. Daniel Bryan is backstage with Kayla, and Sami Zayn, who just lost to Montez Ford for no reason, comes behind him and just starts ranting, and why do you get all this fanfare? What's wrong with you? And he's yelling at him, and Bryan, God bless him, <laughs> puts, puts, a mask up on. His face, puts up his face mask punches Sammy Zayn and then says to Kayla, when possible, I like to observe social distancing. <laughs> Best part of the show. So those are your updates. Those are uh we now now the full teams, Bailey and uh Natty being a part of Team SmackDown, which I still think is gonna win. Otis being a part of Team SmackDown for the Ben, which I don't think will win. And the uh, the kickoff battle royal thing. So we're all going Lars Sullivan on that one. No, but they uh, are making her the thumbnail of this one because they had her just kind of. That was like one of the things that they put up on the Twitter for some reason. I don't remember seeing her a part of that. It was just her resume, right? She's just holding the resume. So I have a theory. She's going to end up being with Carmella as like her fucking personal handler. So they're going to just tag her up with her and then tag uh, Peyton with She's Lacey. She's going to literally go, resume, headshots, and Carmella's going to go, you're hired. <laughs> For what? Nobody will know. They'll never explain it. She'll just say you're hired, and now they're together. So then uh, that'll be who loses to Sasha Banks to drag that out until TLC. Yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. Well, There you go. I, I just booked your year for you. <laughs> God, it better not be a whole year of that. The other uh, thing I want to mention here is just one other plug that I ever got to uh, just because I didn't really feel like transitioning over to it. But uh, merchandise shops, Tee Public and Redbubble. Maybe you're thinking about what you want to pick up for somebody for the holiday season and they're interested in any of that kind of stuff. There's some designs that are not just full on, you know, the inside jokes and whatever that we have for the Smack Talk stuff. But and maybe you have a fan, uh, a friend or family member or whatever that is a fan of this show and they want to be taking advantage of that. There's Redbubble and Tee Public for Smart Out Moment, A Mango Tees and Fanboys Anon. So uh, actually one's Fanboys Anon, one's Fanboys Anonymous. But if you do the search for it, you'll find both. Um, the pages on Fanboys and Smart on the websites, they have the links so you can find them there. But browse the designs, browse the products, check out what you are interested in and, you know, slap it on whatever the different product options you got. You have tons of different ways that you can manipulate stuff. You can pick the background colors. You can change a lot of different things around there. So if you want to pick up any of that, go ahead and pick them up. They're pretty much perpetually on sale at this point, I think pretty much going to the end of the year or so. So check that out. I mentioned before the Patreon, Facebook and Twitter, the YouTube side of things, the champs giving stuff. I think I mentioned pretty much everything on the hot tags I don't think there's really anything else to talk about. You got anything else in mind? Uh, just quick bullet point thoughts. Undertaker has a merchandise yeah. line with Snoop Dogg. Don't Go buy that. Buy mine. <laughs> don't buy the Snoop Dogg Undertaker <laughs> stuff. Buy the Smart Guy Lowe and stuff. Yeah. Um, He's making a thousand dollars a piece on the cameos. Oh he my can, god. He he doesn't need it. <laughs> One thousand so people were up in arms about this because obviously the cameo stuff. One thousand dollars per cameo. Insane. And there was only thirty. It's like Oh, come on, guys. Come on. Absolutely insane. But the next thing you're gonna be hearing from us is not insane. It is the Paul Heyman SmackDown podcast. It and is, it's going to be talking about Big Show versus Edge for the title. It's going to be talking about some other things from that November 21st episode in 2002. Tony, were, you, were you there? I don't recall you being in the recording, but I'm glad you know what you're talking about. I was a fly on the wall. Oh. Well, fuck. When did you get the ability <laughs> to turn yourself into a fly? Uh, I did it on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Show's over. 
that's it. We're, yeah, we're that's done. it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give that an extra second to breathe and see if anybody would go, oh, crap, did they actually end? Um, yeah, so that's happening. That's You're going to hear that later on today. And then the next thing you're going to be hearing after that is going to be the Survivor Series post-show. Of course, the live yeah, coverage right. on smartcomoma.com. I'll have other stuff on E-Wrestling News and Bleacher Report. We'll be talking about all our thoughts, pro and con of the event afterward. Then we'll roll on into uh, into next week. I don't even remember what we're doing next week. What is the plan? Next week is potentially one more match Undertaker. I think Survivor Series might tell us that. It better. Might we're be. Gonna have some we're going to have some problems on Sunday if we just literally get goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Oh, anything else you want to toss out for the plugs? Oh, yeah, I have plugs. Um, Fightful.com. It's soon enough going to be my main stationary home in the world of wrestling news writing. And I'm very excited about that. So check out everything they're doing. I already plugged Fightful Select. You can check me out on Twitter at Dude Felice. Check Callum out at Wigmeister14. He's not here, but I love, you know, giving him some love anyway. And yeah, we'll see you on Sunday. Yeah, I did all my plugs. So if you're following around, you should also follow me at Tony Mango and at a Mango Tree and uh, CZO Arts. What's Caroline sculpting these days? Uh, Instagram at CZO Arts. Yep. And, um, you know, who knows what else is going to happen with a couple movies or all sorts of different projects. I don't know. But uh, we got whatever is happening. You'll find it out all over the place here. Just stay tuned. Subscribe on all these different platforms. Follow all these different platforms. And we'll see you when we see you, everybody. Hopefully you enjoy your weekend. Hopefully you enjoy the pay-per-view and you enjoy, I don't know, the, the next meal you have. Maybe it's got those uh, awesome looking carrots on there. I don't know. Go carrots. Hopefully I enjoy Panatone. <laughs> uh, we will see you next time, everybody, though. This has been another Smart Out moment. And we're being counted out. Ah!